Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Beat the NC Tournament Preview episode. If we had the rights to the music, it'd be playing right now, but we don't. <laughs> I am, of course, Nick Baumgartner, along with Brendan Quinn. Big day as Brendan is about to hit the road. Brendan, you want to tell the people Sir. where you're going? How are we doing? You excited? Nervous? Uh, I'm great. I'm great. Yeah, I'm headed to Pittsburgh. What is this, tournament number 50 for you here uh, in person? In person. First one I covered would have been 2000. We're getting up there now. Five? Wow. Six? Okay. Well, this actually is- the first one I covered was for the student paper. I was the beat writer for the team. My uh, has there been sophomore year? Has there been a non-COVID year of a tournament that you've missed that you haven't covered? Was there a year in there that? Yes. You- yeah. Yes. Two thousand. Uh, a ten, I think, when I was in yeah. Chattanooga. I think that makes uh, sense because I think when you came Tennessee, up here, Tennessee yeah. went to the NIT. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think when you came up here, you were like, "If this fucking team goes to the NIT, because <laughs> you just covered it or whatever." Like, and you're like, "If I have to cover another fucking NIT season, I'm gonna kill myself." Yeah, I think I had like three, like two or three straight NIT yeah. seasons. And I remember being like, "Whoa, buddy, it's not that big a deal." <laughs> You're like, no, seriously, I'm it not is. doing it again. <laughs> it is that big of a deal. Yeah, because hey, I remember, yeah, like, well, out. when the Vols would go to the NIT, you know, they'd still host. Mm-hmm. And there would be, like, oh, yeah. 2,000 people at Thompson Bowling Arena. Totally and it was just different. the most depressing thing. You're covering this. Nobody gives a shit. Yep. Nobody. Like, ask yourself right now, who, who's in the NIT this year? I have cares. zero yeah. idea. Mark Snyder, Mike, <laughs> Mark, uh, Mark Snyder used to talk about it all the time when I first started covering basketball. Because he, mm-hmm. he covered the early part of Beeline <laughs> when they right. sucked so bad and they lost all the yeah. time. And he covered he covered Tommy, of course, and the NIT. And he's like, you guys have no idea what these horrific early round NIT games are like in this building. Just hope they either make the tournament or lose every game <laughs> because you do right. not want to cover the NIT. But anyway, I don't know if we got on that tangent. The real dance starts, <laughs> has already started, and Brendan uh-huh. will be off to Pittsburgh uh, Michigan, Michigan State, of course, both make it in, which uh, was no surprise to Brendan. I think you know who's in Pittsburgh, Nick? Uh, I did, but I actually have to fill out the rest of my bracket tonight. Now I don't know off the top of my head though who's in Pittsburgh. The Chattanooga Mocks. Oh, do you know anyone? Life comes full circle, baby. Do you know anyone still with the t- uh, organization? I do. They they have the same SID. There's oh, wow. some, a couple people in the athletic department that are still that's cool. Still there. No one. No one in the basketball program. Yeah, I wouldn't they, figure the staff, they, yeah. The last team I covered, that coach got fired. Oh, um, yeah, okay. And actually, the funny thing is one of his players from that team is now an assistant at yeah. Murray State. And I didn't even realize it, and I'm walking through the hallway, uh-huh. and I'm like, Rico White? <laughs> He's like, yes. like, it gives me like, why do I know you? Yeah. I'm like, dude, like Chattanooga back in the day, he's like, holy shit! Yeah. 30 years yeah. ago! It was, it was bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, and like I looked at the staff page like before I went down there, but just never clicked. Uh-huh. And I saw him like, why do I know? Oh my god, that's Rico! Like I covered him being like recruited, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so fucking old. But <laughs> recruited yeah. to Chattanooga. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> In 2010. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, uh, but, so either way, off and running. The tournament's back. I don't know which team you want to start. Let's start with. Um, Let's start with Michigan, I guess, here. Um, sure. As they lost first in the uh, in the Big Ten tournament. And I know that's been a minute as people have had time now to uh, 
freak out, let that soak in, and then be relieved that they got in. But, I mean, like, if we go back to, what was that, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever day it was, a lot of people were like, well, that did not go the way that uh, we thought maybe this was going to go at all. And um, curious for your reaction on that. I know you wrote about it, but a lot has happened since then. Um, if we can go back, your sort of reaction to how they played, how they performed, and how they sort of showed up in Juwan's uh, return to the bench there. Yeah, I mean, it was wild. Like, at, at halftime, you had this feeling of, like, man, they really have responded to the moment. Right. You know, they're playing with a ton of juice. They seemed like – like, watching Juwan come out of, like, the tunnel, like, he was, like, in Ready game to go. mode. Yeah. Man. Like, you could tell it meant a lot. He was, like, giving these, like, big massive high fives to every guy coming out, like, one by one and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And he does that, but it just kind of – it just felt everything was dialed up a notch. And, and then they responded and they came out and they were, you know, cooking with gas and um, looked like they were going to, you know, mm-hmm. just end Indiana like that. And then with like 12 minutes left now, I think it was equal parts. Michigan kind of just lost itself. Yeah. Turnover started coming and they just kind of shit the bed. Part of that, though, was, you know, Indiana just grinding. Yeah. Just took everything to yeah. another level and they saw their life flashing before their eyes and kind of responded as as they needed to. Um, yeah. And, I mean, that was a massive win. And, you know, in hindsight, they ended up in the first four. Right. You know, if they had lost that game to Michigan, there would be zero chance. And if they had lost to Illinois, I don't know if they – Sounds like they would have been done, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think they. I, I think that Illinois game might have might have pushed them over the line. So, um, you know, Trace Jackson Davis was out of his mind for that whole tournament. I mean, he was so good. Even in the loss to Iowa, he was so good. Um, last night against Wyoming, he was, he was so yeah, good. Yeah, really good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to see that Michigan team just kind of really come undone. I was talking to Dylan about it earlier this week. I'm like, you know, that's just like a bad taste in the mouth of like, okay, how much do you judge them going forward based on those 12 minutes versus, you know, the end of the year winning three of their last five. The first half against Indiana was really good. All right, we're back. Sorry, we had a quick pause there. Uh, but anyway, we'll we'll start with – we were talking Michigan-Indiana, and we were talking um, – the end, I suppose, to Michigan season and sort of like what people were looking for, you know, because it's been such a weird team, I guess. And I guess that's is, now is as good a time as any. I mean, obviously, Indiana was a team that you just mentioned it that was fighting for its life and took the game from them. And I think that brings about the question that maybe you and Dylan talked about, but like I want to get into it here a little bit. They're, every team now, from here on out, is fighting for its life for every minute of every second of every game. Like, does this team understand? I guess it's probably the best way to say that. Does this team understand what that what that means and what it's going to take? I guess to like be at their best because I still feel like when they're at their best, they're pretty good. They're they're a pretty good team. I mean, but when I, they are I not, certainly... like holy, they're not good at all. So yeah, I certainly think they understand the circumstances and like look at the rotation that was used in. That last game against Indiana, right? They it, it was eight players. Sure. Eli Brooks, Devontae Jones, Hunter Dickinson, Musa Diabate, Caleb Houston, Brandon Johns, Terrence Williams, Frankie Collins. Mm-hmm. Eight players. You could argue the case that going into this game, six of those guys in the back of their minds either know or are thinking it might be their last game at Michigan. Six of eight. Right? Okay. Yeah. Like the the freshman could leave. Dickinson could leave. Eli's done. Brandon's done. Yeah. Devontae could be done. Yeah. Right? Right. Like, 
So going into this last game, do they understand? I if I sure as hell think so. Um, and you know they're playing a team in Colorado State. I I do kind of feel like if it, if I were on staff, my preference for this group would have probably been to get like a sexier opponent that would get you know get I don't juice. know like get them have them I don't know maybe like who Colorado State like yeah. Colorado State didn't even recruit any of these guys. You know what I mean? Get more like, engaged. It, yeah. It, well. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, look, it, what's, it's still going to come down to the defense because the defense is the killer. When when they go sideways, it's the defense. And, you know, you it, it usually compound that sometimes with really bad three-point shooting. But, um, like, in that last pod we recorded in Dylan's breakdown, you know, he's describing this Colorado State team as this spread it out five out ball screen God. heavy offense and I'm like oh that's no. a problem like that's not good that's not good you know and if you want to roll out you know that's your Dickinson, a problem your Dickinson Diabate lineup with a spread out have a good time offense, like it really could be an issue yeah, um, right. oh man that committee man they know what they're doing Brendan I tell you what. you know like and that's the thing like you know Colorado Colorado State has a top 20 national offense that's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Like they That's get a buckets, good matchup. you know. That's a good matchup. Um, at the on the flip side, right? Mm-hmm. They've never seen anything like Hunter exactly. Dickinson in, in the Mountain West matchup, Conference. Right? You know, like mm-hmm. he could go out and get thirty-five, and are they going to are they going to right. double him, or are they going to go single coverage on him? Are they going to, um, you know, just completely panic when he mm-hmm. just goes if he just goes out and just starts burying guys in the post, like? Who knows? But this is a good team that you know has beaten some legitimate teams. They beat St. Mary's. They beat Creighton. Um, like no one's going to get really juiced about the Mountain West Conference. But like this ain't. They're not in the in the Sun Belt. You know what I well, mean? Like it, it, those are high major players. Yeah. Um, I guess what I'm saying, what you're telling me here, a little bit to a degree, and. And this is a little concerning. Uh, to a degree, you should not have to get excited to play an NCAA tournament game, correct? Like you should not well, have of to course. get. You should not have to have somebody across from you. And I think that. And I'm not saying that you're saying that you're questioning whether you're going to be ready to play at all, because I don't think that you're mm-hmm. saying that. But I think that it brings up the greater point for this team of like, do you have? Does this team have? You know the sorry my. Pill alarm is going out there. Does this team have the mental fortitude um, mm-hmm. to grind through an NCAA tournament game and win it? Because, and that's, I think, the question that we probably can't answer until we watch them do it, because that's the thing that I was left with probably the most against Indiana. And, you know, you just nailed it a minute ago where it was like, Indiana was, <clears throat> you know, one loss away from being dead. Michigan in that game, for all we knew, was possibly one loss away from being dead. We didn't know they were a shoe-in, right? Mm-hmm. Indiana played with its life on the line, and Michigan played like it wanted to go home. And it's like, I saw that, and I was like, well, th- these guys aren't going anywhere. Because until <laughs> until that mental attitude flips and becomes more consistent of like, this is a fight now. It's not just a game. It's not just something that we're just going to get through it, and tomorrow we're going to practice, and tomorrow you're going to get yelled at, and you're going to move on. I, I see these guys play. They're a bunch of talented young kids. And sometimes... For the young kids, it switches, and sometimes it doesn't, and we never really know, right? Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of the tournament. 
So this team is like a fascinating one for me because I have no idea. I have admittedly have not watched them as close as you, obviously, but like they're fascinating to a degree, right? Like I'm not wrong there. I think yeah. that they're a very interesting bunch because I mean, it's the classic case of if they just feel like it for three weeks, you know, who knows? But yeah. if we see anything like what we saw in the second half against Indiana, they're going to run. You know, that's well, and and, the, know. and the, that's the weird thing about in the first half, you're looking at that, and I think yeah. like. You know, when you dip in, you go grab a bite at halftime in the little media setup. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you know, sometimes this looks like a team that can go, and if it, you know they're going to get in wants. the tournament, yeah. they might, they could go, they could go the second weekend. You know, sure. like they could put together a run. They're just there's, there is a lot of talent, and and then you watch like Michigan State sometimes, and you're like, man, I don't see how this team's going anywhere in the NCAA tournament. And then right. what do they do? And then they they, they scratched it. and clawed. Mm-hmm. Right and and they won they won some games and they they did find some like good mojo yeah coming out of Indy there's like all these positives to build on other than you know Tyson Walker's ankle and who knows where that goes but like you left feeling good Marcus Bingham was playing the playing absolute great. best yeah. basketball like of his senior, career damn it. who Finally, on yeah, Michigan right. is playing the best basketball of their career right now you know. I mean, Hunter, sometimes, when he feels like sometimes, it. You know, sometimes. Sometimes. It's just like, and they, yeah. because that's a great point. Who, you know, Jones, now and again. Devontae play, has right? been playing, really, playing well. really well. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I mean, and that was the one where we talked about this going into the Big Ten tournament. It was like, right. hey, look, Devontae Jones is clearly, he's the guy, right? And I know that there are questions about whatever for him going forward. Yeah, we, let's just, we can, we can get into that. Talk about that yeah. we'll, we'll get into it right now. Um, so there's all these kinds of rumors out there, right, about his status mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. I think they started kicking around last night. Um, mm-hmm. From As far as I know, he took some kind of shot to the head. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means in terms of uh, concussion status, whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I know this is very nonspecific, and that's all I got. It's what currently 9 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think he took a shot to the head. Don't know. I was told, you know game time decision, potentially, whatever that means, you know, that could be a, the semantics of wanting to make sure another program has to prepare for the full allotment. Right. Right. But, yep. um, there's something there, right. It's not sure, completely, yeah. it's not some Wahoo rumor out there. There is, there right. is something to be said for him possibly being questionable for the game. I, I don't, I got no more than that. So yeah. Um, now, right. but if he plays, like let's say if he's, he plays, he's he's been he's right. been he's been fantastic. Been great. And if he can't play, they're in trouble. Right. Obviously, that is not yeah. good. But but <laughs> the point being, look, if he plays and he, if he's fine, like or whatever, mm-hmm. good enough to play. Mm-hmm. Like if he, if he's good enough to play, I think the thing we talked about going into the Big Ten tournament was like, okay, well they have an All American center and a senior point guard who's decided it's time to be a senior uh, point guard. He's playing really well. He's playing his best ball year. Exactly what you want. You know, forget everything else. Let's just get you where you want to be in the right headspace, and it's definitely seemed like, all things aside, he was where you wanted him to be, you know, as this thing kind of wrapped up. So, like, all that's what you need. You need your All-American to be an All-American, your senior point guard to be a senior point guard. Sometimes that's enough to make it, you know, to give you a chance against the teams that are, are wobbly. But, like, I think the thing that we're talking about here is, are you, are you going to get an explosion from Musa Diabate for two weeks? Because if that happens... Everything changes. Is Caleb Houston going to turn into, you know, the steady version of Caleb Houston for two weeks? Because if that happens, um, this is a different team. Like, everything about them changes if this team gets one shred of extra confidence, right? And like a half. That's totally. what this team is. 
but they're also the team that could vanish and you forgot they even existed. With it. They're the first game of the tournament, right? I think they're the first tip-off. They could be yep. done in 10 minutes, or they yep. could be here for a while. So it's a really fascinating... Uh, yeah, I don't know how it's going to go for them. It's been a year, I would say, up and right. down. but Right. Yeah. And it looks like, you know, they're... Colorado State's got their experienced guys, right? It's a lot of juniors exactly, and stuff yeah. like that. It's a lot of guys who've played a lot of basketball. Um, they were in the NIT last year. Um, you know, big-time rising coach in uh, Nico Medved, who's got a good amount of juice behind his name. You know, he's one of those guys. He makes it to the second weekend. He has whatever job he wants, you know what right. I mean, next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm I've picked Colorado State in this game already. Um, which certainly wouldn't be surprised if Michigan wins. And I know people are like, "That's because you're anti-Michigan." And yes, that's my ploy was to work here for eight years to then um, <laughs> finally start so planting could, the seeds of my my anti-Michigan agenda. So I could pick <laughs> against them in the first round of the 2022 tournament. That's what I. I mean, you guys just you know, yeah. brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant detective work to really get to the bottom of the whole thing here. I mean, good God. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, so, no, no, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see them. Who are you taking I, here? I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, I think I would agree with you in that, like, yeah. all things I've seen in, in the last several days, weeks, whatever, would say that, you know, if they were playing a dud team that was, like, limping in, okay, then, you know, maybe, but that's not the case. And, um, they're going to have to prove it. I think that's, you know, that's how I look at it with these guys. They have all the talent to do all the things, but um, it is hard to pick them right now because you just, it's like minutes, it's like possession to possession, timeout to timeout. You know, yeah. you don't know what team you're going to get. It's yeah. literally media time. You could watch a Michigan game and yeah, it's, how many media timeouts are there? Eight? It's like a different team every, <laughs> every section. I mean, it just is. And it's like, yep. until that's, and you know, there's a thousand reasons, of course, for that. They've had a weird year. It's not, you know, any one person's fault. And we've talked about Juwan Howard's, um, you know, all the things that he talked about, too, you know, that he's going through. And um, I'm sure those are things that he'll continue to go through in the offseason. But, like, it's been a tough year for them, no question. And it could be one where they get on a run here and it's a cool month for them. Or it could be one where it ends and they say, all right, well, whatever we got in, it's over. Let's just reset here, you know. I don't know. Two two former beat writers here. Uh, yep. you, I mean, this the narrative writes itself. It's like they were a preseason top ten team, and two hours into the NCAA tournament, the season's over. <laughs> yeah, I mean that lead's written, buddy. It's already there. Like it's already exactly. been written. I would have had that written and on the desktop, probably in the second half of the Indiana game, like when it was deteriorating. Well, here we go. Let's get this thing going. <laughs> you know, the like second, so, the second yeah. those time, you know, when you wait for those time slots to come out when they release the bracket, when you're like, all right, what the hell time is it going to be? But yeah. you're praying for that not to get that nine fifteen bullshit game. Yeah, the nine forty five. And you see the the twelve fifteen drop on Thursday, and you're like, oh yeah, I know how this goes. I'll be, I'll be at dinner that night and on the way home the next morning. Yep, 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 yeah. yeah. It's possible, out. man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a quick out. I mean, like, it's on the table for them, you know, for sure. And so, but I do feel like this is one where it's like, if they just figure out a way to get through this, just this one, you just Mm -hmm. have to get through this one, one way, just find a way. It doesn't have to be pretty. It could be a crap fest. If you get through it, they're the classic case of a team where it's like, just get through it. And then I don't know. Everything 
when you got young guys like that with that kind of talent in a tournament like this, we've seen a thousand times weird shit happens and it's hard to bet against talent when it's confident. Yep. So that's what you're looking for for Michigan. Michigan State, I think, is... I mean, just remember though, like yeah. Colorado State's got some talent, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, you know, it's David. You got to get through kid, it. David it's not Roddy's, an easy game here. Yeah, he's so, pretty good. He's pretty good. So it doesn't look like it's an easy <laughs> task. But if they do manage, mm-hmm. then as all things we've said, um, we'll get into Michigan State and maybe bang some of these questions up because I know you got to get uh, moving this morning. Um, got to fly, literally. And, you know, they're as interesting for Nick, different reasons. By the way, what? Uh. So my games Friday, my games are Friday in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, which means uh, Thursday. Oh, you get all day tomorrow, don't you? To just hang out. St. Patrick's Day in Pittsburgh. Oh my god, that's not good. <laughs> are right? you gonna be okay? <laughs> not- are you bringing help with you, like a handler or someone to uh, make sure that I'm- you? I'm trying to oh get uh, I'm trying to get Chattanooga to give me as much access as possible, uh, so I have I have no possibilities do. of getting into too much. Trouble, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh but my god, you want? The, I was talking. You know, to, I was talking to Zach Osterman about that when we were in India. Uh, he was just like, he goes to me. He's like, he's like, BQ. You know, uh, you know what's a horrible combination? I was like, what's that? He's like, Pittsburgh St. Patrick's Day. If there's games on Friday, I was like, oh yeah, no, that's no. Bad. And then tournament drops. I get the note from Hugh. You're headed to Pittsburgh. I was like, oh shit. You really want? <laughs> you really needed those games to be on Thursday because you could add a hell of a last call. But you don't want Absolutely. the whole. You don't want the whole day. Like, Stepping yeah. over bodies. We know no, that. Move. You don't want yeah. the whole day at the NCAA tournament on St. Patrick's Day. You are never going to recover from Mm-mm. it. Like if you have to Mm-mm. be there for the rest of the weekend. Well, then there's good that luck, late, buddy. We also have the late game. Of, you know, there's a like nine thirty game on Friday that like. You know, so, usually when you're a beat writer or whatever, oh, right, you're long gone. Nobody's there for that game, even though it's an NCAA tournament game and it's cool. But now that like I'm in this role. I have to, yeah. got to be there the whole, you know, some some kid no one's ever heard of is going to make a game-winning shot at right. 11.30 at night. And I'm like, okay, well, now I have to write <laughs> this kid's life story in three hey, hours. I better, and- I better go get my 47th <laughs> cup of coffee here at 11.30 at night because, and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> if, if it's the day after, if it's March 18th yeah. and it's a full day at the NCAA tournament, that's going to be yeah. It's, it's midnight, day. and I'm, I'm crawling into the stands asking for uh, Mr. and Mrs. Peterson to ask about their son hitting the greatest shot in school history. Reeking of some God knows what 18 hours after mopping up the bar floor. Yeah, right. Well, you can't handle it anymore. You can't hack it anymore these days. You're too old. To, no, I'm yeah, old. And that's broken, good news. So yeah. You just can't do it. So you'll, Age is saving you from yourself, I assume. But anyway, that's, we move on here. That is very true. Speaking of uh, age, Tom Izzo, of course, back in the tournament for the 200th straight year, or whatever this is. Um, Michigan State, you know, you just mentioned it earlier when we are talking about Michigan in a different way. They're a team that needed to find confidence, it felt like, in the Big Ten tournament. And while they could have maybe found a little bit more, uh, they did find some. And it seemed like Izzo was encouraged you know, maybe by the things we talked about several weeks ago, too, of like, you know, it definitely seemed like he'd been challenging their toughness uh, down the stretch and seemed like he was very encouraged by that. You know, when a guy like Bingham responds like that, I think that's going to get Izzo fired up 10 times out of 10. So, like, your read on where they're at, it seemed like they're in a happier place or at least a more familiar place, I guess, for Michigan State um, headed into this one. Yeah, they, they looked um... – they looked like a team that felt kind of like alieved, yeah, right? right? That that, that, that there that there weren't these 
continued sputtering performances where you're just like, what, what is this team? You know, why should there be any reason for, um, for confidence or for buy-in or blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, guys like Bingham and, and, um, Gabe Brown, who you are just trying to go out on a positive note and they got it and they got good energy. They, they really played well. They looked like they did look like the team, like from December, actually, now that I think of it. Um, so there's something to, there's a lot to like there. There's something to, to build on. And, you know, they get the most predictable matchup possible playing Davidson and Foster Lawyer in the first round with Duke waiting for them in the second round. Like, I mean, they might have just penciled that into the bracket on like February. late February. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Well, we'll just so, find a way to get that in there. Yeah, right. How about this? How about this? Bob McKillop and Tom Izzo, two guys who have only coached at one school each Man. and have combined for 1,944 college basketball games. That is insane. Uh, insane. Yeah. Insane. So now, obviously, Davidson's going to you know present issues and right. challenges. Uh, they run like anyone that's watched Davidson basketball ever. They're a tough team. You, I watched their game. You the see night, their the offense. Final, yeah. mm-hmm. You know the stuff they draw up. They run beautiful, beautiful offense. Back cuts. They spread you out. They shoot the shit out of the ball. Yep. They're sixth in the country in three point percentage. They're eleventh nationally in offense. Um, they're just, they're good. They run great stuff. It's also a, you know, undersized-ish. Yeah, ish. Atlantic 10 team. Right. You know? And like, not all the way, reason, though. I mean, they got some guys. It's not. They got some guys. But, yeah. you know, it's, at the same time, there's a reason Foster Lawyer couldn't get on the floor at Michigan right. State. And yeah. that he was, like, basically an all-conference player in the A-10. Right. It's just a different world. Yeah. Um, that said, you know, if Davidson goes out and just starts making threes all over the place, well, okay, it could just be lights out right there. Overall, Michigan State is bigger, longer, stronger, more talented. Um, And, you know, if they lock in and play that defense that was the identity this year, and, you know, they've seen a little bit of this kind of style of play, like in a Northwestern, right? You can kind of go back and watch that style. And Northwestern beat them in East Lansing. Um, But, you know, if Michigan State can really – just kind of just focus on winning with its defense. Let the offense take care of itself. Um, you know they can win this game, and, well, and then you yeah. get Duke, and you know them who knows there. Right. <laughs> that, right at that point, it's house money. Who gives a shit? But it, it's, if you win, it's hilarious yeah. and amazing, and it'll be remembered forever. And if hilarious. you lose, it's like whatever. whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, like right. no big deal. <laughs> but you also know that like Duke is going to be playing like. You, everyone saw that North Carolina game. Oh, that Duke team, might not make it out of the first round, buddy. I, they, I mean, they were running around like their shoes were tied together. Those guys what, were so tight. What, you know? what, is, what are they doing to those poor kids at Duke? They, I feel terrible Christ for those guys. They put too. the weight of the world Horrible. on them. This is college <laughs> basketball. This is not like... I just, It's uh, whatever. I don't want to get uh-huh. all the way into the Coach K farewell tour. Stick it on Michigan State, though. You mentioned yeah. it with the defense. Like I think it was either the first day or the second day of the Big Ten tournament, their first game or the second game, Izzo was talking to whoever it was at halftime. And I think it must have been the first game because it was Wisconsin, right, where they beat them the first. And it was like, I think it was Andy they Katz. Maryland and then Maryland. The second game, Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and it's like, you know, the offense or whatever, and Izzo said something about the defense, and he was very happy with it. And he was like, he looked at him, he was like, I do not say that very often. Correct, and mm-hmm. it was like that's right, and it was like okay, well, you know, hey, 
that was noted, I thought. Like, Izzo was like, look, I think we're actually playing some defense now. Like, we... Right. And it seemed like that came to him maybe during the tournament, and it seems like that's possible. You mentioned that, you know, if they can just do that, well, I would say that that seems like we have at least some evidence that maybe they can do that now, right? Like, mm-hmm. at least maybe we have seen some things against some quality opponents where maybe it's clicked, and maybe that's why... That's probably why he's excited, because... It, it's probably click the recipe for this team. They understand probably now what they have to be to survive, and I think that that's sure. really all you're ever looking for uh, this time of year. So I, you know, yeah, I possible. mean, they not held, impossible. They held Wisconsin under a point possession, you know, and that's for a team that was right had a had a share the Big Ten championship. Um, it's pretty good, and now we make fun of Wisconsin and you know say they're. Not as good as their record is and all that and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, you know, Johnny Davidson is a shell of himself. That is for sure. But the next game they went out and, like, I thought they played pretty well against Purdue. And they lost. And, you know, Purdue scored on them, which Purdue does. You know, it's the I think it's the number one offense in the country or number two. Mm-hmm. Um, but they hung in there. It was a 75-70 game. Um, you know, they were, they were right in it. And, you know, there was basically a little – kind of late spurt by Purdue, I think at the end of the first half, if I remember yeah. correctly. And that was kind of the, the difference in the game. And, yeah. you know, otherwise they they hung in there. And you go from playing Purdue to playing Davidson, you yeah. know, I mean, that's, they're going to look like, uh, they're going to look like a high school team compared well, to that's Purdue's the size. And, uh, if if they're know, competing I mean, and defending at the level, the level necessary, mm-hmm. you know, then absolutely that's a game that, you you like their chances that much better because if they're defending right. anywhere close to familiar Michigan State basketball in the NCAA tournament, you know, and you you nailed it with Davidson. Like Davidson, they always run the same great yep. stuff. You know they're going to be efficient. You know they're not going to make mistakes. But if they run into a team that is more athletic, more physical, and actually can defend, then you know it doesn't really matter. And it's going to be yeah. They I mean you know, you Steph Curry's way. not walking on to right. the court. It's not on, the same as you. Right. They're not a they're three playing. seed. They're yes. still a ten seed. Before we get into some of these <clears throat> questions, um, mm-hmm. the rest of the Big Ten uh, here in the tournament, do you have thoughts sure. uh, or do you care to share any? I mean, uh, we don't make as much of this probably as we would in football, but the Big Ten's title drought continues. I right. don't think that's that big of a deal. Other people seem to think it's a big deal. Um, how do you like the rest of the league here as it uh, as it stacks up? With our chances, um, odds, paths? Like, oh, I, could, I could see the league having a much better showing than it did last year just in terms of getting to the second weekend. You yeah, know, I like feel like they're in a good place in here. The Sweet 16. <clears throat> yeah. But in terms of winning it all... Well, uh, you never know. What I don't know. I don't know. But I, I do think... Like, I love the way I was playing right now. And we've yeah. questioned Iowa. We talk about the defense. Blah, 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 blah. That's a great they draw for them, as, too. They're playing like as well as anyone in the country right now. Yeah. I mean, they were unbelievable <laughs> in India. I'm watching this program. Like, this is fucking crazy i mean keegan right. murray is like what a player that guy the best yeah. player in college basketball right now Man. um and and they've got all these pieces and they've got that good thing going where keegan murray does his thing and then every game a different guy comes and gives them something right yeah. whether it's bahannon whether it's one of the mccaffrey boys um you know the emergence of tony perkins has really changed that team over the past three to four weeks. So, um, you know, Chris Murray 
is like Chris Murray is going to be like an all league player next year, and he's right now like second yeah, really to good. his brother. They're really, really good. Like I, I'm picking them like to the elite eight, and I, I mean they could score like 85 on anybody in this thing. Anybody hundred percent. Like that's what I hundred percent. When I was watching him in the Big Ten, that's what I could. That's what I kept thinking. I was like, Jesus, these guys like. You got a 28-year-old shooting guard out here making, you know, I mean, they can just, they just can get on these runs. And I was like, yeah. you look at them and you're like, they're all old for the most part. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think they could score 85 on anybody in the league. And I don't think this does not feel, and I think them making that run, now they'll go out and flop, I'm sure, right? I'm saying this. But yeah, them, making I mean, that, that, <laughs> them making that, that run in Indy was different, yeah. like you're saying. Like, normally we see France teams get to this point. And I don't know how to say it, but like they just get out athleted everywhere. And it's mm-hmm. like you can't whatever, they're done. I don't care. You can score eighty five all you want. Everyone you're playing can score a hundred on you because you can't do anything athletically. Yeah. And like there was just something I don't know how much better they are athletically overall. Maybe they are, but like and I think they probably are to a degree than they is probably they one are. of his one of his teams that's on the higher end, because he's had teams that have been good right. athletic teams. But like the Murray, more, bro- the Murray brothers right. changed them. Right. Of course. But there does feel like maybe it's that plus all the grit of the old guys that they normally mm-hmm. have with these teams. That's probably what it is. But yeah, it's something different for sure. And like I thought the same thing you, you were saying. Like when they're making their run, I'm like, man, these guys they reminded me of they reminded me of um maybe a little less talented version of some of Beeline's really good teams when they were really cooking, when it was like, Good luck, good luck guarding them. How are you gonna stop this? <laughs> Right, this is still right. a college basketball team. You do not have mm-hmm. all month to plan for this. These guys are just canning threes from ridiculous yeah. angles that you can't do anything about. You know, and, and their you know bad. their confidence is just through oh, yeah. the roof. And like that was Best what I wrote luck. after the, yeah, right. the that Northwestern game. Like I'm sitting sideline, and like I was like cackling, laughing. I mean, it was preposterous. Like they made yeah. Northwestern look like. A Division yeah, three team. Right. It know. was outrageous. Yeah, like they stay at a, over a, <laughs> over one point five points per possession is like that's impossible yeah. against another conference team. Like that is impossible. They scored one hundred and twelve points. They made nineteen three pointers. Like man. So, and I wrote after that game like this is one of the most incredible things you'll ever see. But why does it also come with this just inherent skepticism of like? Yeah, but it's Iowa. They yeah, they but they're going to face yeah. plant in tournament. They never. Well, we'll they see. So you know, far. like yeah. yeah, we'll test the old theory of you know you don't get rid of a coach who gets to the NCAA tournament. And Fran has just gotten to the NCAA tournament enough after his first three years where he had to kind of rebuild things, and he leaned all the way into this style of play, and now he has his best group. Out, out of nowhere. He loses the national player of the year and now he's got his best team. It's pretty insane. And uh, if, for you uh, bastards out there, if you haven't read the uh, Fran McCaffrey story that I dropped yeah. earlier this week, go give that a read because that was... <laughs> some, some Philly on Philly uh, sports writing there. Pretty good stuff. Always yeah. pretty good stuff. But yeah, yeah I agree. They're, they were really fun to watch uh, all week. And I mean, yeah, they're... I was surprised. Were you surprised they were a five? I mean, I don't know. I guess they do have... Some losses in there, but like I don't know, I don't know how much we pay attention to the tournaments. I yeah, guess we I don't think know. About that. But like, like I don't know. That seems like they got a good draw. That looks like yeah. I mean, all, that's a winnable pod for them all the way. I am not worried about 
you know, they've got Kansas on the other, whatever. Like, that's, they could be, any, like, you've got, whatever. you're right. Like, I mean, they could win that, they could win the Midwest no problem. I mean, they're, you know, yeah, Iowa I, fans I, are going to travel. Iowa fans are probably juiced. They're going to be That'll be in, be in Chicago, too. Right. So, It'll I mean. will be in Chicago. Uh, I just, I want them to get to Auburn. All, like, there's a chance that they, for them to just play some absolutely spectacular. And, and Like, if their route, yeah. if their route is Creighton, Kansas, Oh. Auburn, like these are going to be just track meets. Like they're going to be, they could be games. some just phenomenal games. And I would also say, we say this all the time in football with Iowa fans, but like, I don't know when the last time, when's the last time Iowa has made like a legitimate run in the NCAA tournament? To the oh, league? it's been, it's been a minute. It's been a long time. Oh. And you talk, Iowa, look. Iowa fans are some of the most unique fans in college sports, not just with college football or college basketball. They are so insane with everything. And so I feel like they're going to be in Buffalo. Yeah, they're going to be in Buffalo. I mean, I expect that to be a home game. I expect Chicago, if they get there, to be a home game. Like, I mm-hmm. think they're going to travel. They're going to show up. Because when they got a team that's really good, they know it. And they'll be there. And that's they're a dangerous team. I wouldn't want to play them at all. Last Sweet 16, 1999. God. Last so. Elite 8. 1987, like last I could, Final Four, 1980. I could feel it, you know, that, it, you know, Mike Woodson got Indiana feeling it a little bit, you know, when they mm-hmm. were playing like a like a team that looked like they were, you know, they belong there, right? They, they felt that you could feel them turning a corner. Iowa, I think, obviously has felt the same way. So, interested to see uh, any sort of how that goes. Any other Big Ten uh, teams of note? What's, what do you like? Illinois, you like them at all at this point here? Or um, I don't know. They really they've been up and down I mean, as well. The, I suppose they got the mocks in the first round. They That's dangerous. It's dangerous, man. Be careful now. Uh, no, but I mean they can. I don't know. I, I get really worried watching Illinois. You know, you want to believe, exactly, yeah. and you know, you you do. Work, you you have to remind yourself. You know, no team in the country has seen anything like Kofi Coburn That's, outside of the. You know, like geez. it's just preposterous. Um, you know, Trent Frazier is. Good is point. a dog, and mm-hmm. you know, can they will them to it? But like I, you know, I wrote that story. Like Andre Curbelo is like, oh my god, he does some of these things where you're like, this is amazing. How can you not play this guy? And then he does other things where you're like, get him off the court <laughs> right now. He is yeah. going to shoot you right in the foot. You know what yeah. I mean? And he played a season high in minutes in that last loss. And like you go, his on-off stats are insane. For all the wrong reasons, their record with him and their record without him says a lot. And yes, like the teams that they lost to are slightly better than the teams they beat with. I don't care. Like, yeah, the the fact remains. Like, it is a massive question of what do you do with Curbelo, and I don't know what the answer is. But they're and another I'm, one, I, though. If they figure it out, good luck. If they figure it out, but good like, luck. okay, they might figure it out versus Chattanooga, and then in that next game, they're playing Houston, but which is just a figure, bunch of sons of bitches. If they figure you know, it out against like, Houston, though. Houston is... They are... Yeah, they're men. really good. <laughs> they're really I was watching good. Them on, I was watching them on, I think, Saturday or Friday mm-hmm. last week, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I was like, this is not a college basketball team. You, you nailed it. They are men. That is like... Are these guys they're, all 27? Like yeah, whatever. they're they're a five seed that is fourth overall in Ken Palm. So they're like this sneaky underseeded team. Um, yeah, you know, really the only team like 
they just randomly lose to a certain style. Like they lost to Alabama, they lost twice to Memphis. You know, yeah, like that's the, Memphis, that's the type of style that beats them. Right. And that's not Illinois. No, that's true. You know? Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. Um, we do have questions here, though. You want to bang okay. some of these out before we run out of here? Yeah, let's, let's knock these out, and then I got to go. Keep you moving here. Um, all right, <laughs> Brendan, you can get a hole-in-one anywhere in the country. Uh, what What do you choose? You can get a hole-in-one anywhere. What do you choose? Um, what would be your favorite hole-in-one spot? Do you have one? Well, yeah. To I brag mean, it about? Would be, it, it would be... It would have to be Augusta. It would yeah. have to be Augusta. Um, I was trying to think of anything that would be like later in the day. Oh, like, yeah, hey, yeah. I should have I said this or that. But like... <laughs> no, it would probably be 16 at Augusta. Uh, yes. And then this is actually the better question from Aaron. Uh, for both of you as a sports journalist, especially in the era of social media, are you essentially always on call, regardless mm-hmm. of the time of day, what you're doing, etc.? Um, that is a great question. Yeah. And the answer is, it depends on your job. Yes. And to a degree, are you always on call? I think it's this, it's similar to like any other job that has a pace like this. I, maybe there isn't, I guess, but like you're on call as much as you want to be in this job. Mm. I think is usually what it boils down to. If you're someone who is always always answering the phone, you're going to always get called. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that's Mm -hmm. part of it, too. But it definitely depends on the job. I guess a beat writer, yeah. This this time of year would be... um, There's a reason why it's a young man's game. Young man and women's game. Uh, It is tough. It is a tough life to this point of year. If you're a college writer, you know, to, like, the guys and gals who've covered college football and basketball all the way to this point, like, Jesus. I mean, hey... Good for you, and keep going if you're listening to this out there. But like, yeah, you're on you're on call as much as you want to be. But yeah, it's it's brutal, and I think I do think a lot of places are starting to weigh the um, how worth it is that is right. it worth it is breaking is chasing breaking news at that rapid of a pace really worth it when we look around and we see that the, that game is so rigged. I mean, look at look at mm-hmm. the NFL for God's sake. I mean, and the NBA. I mean, how that works. So. It's a good question. And it's a good co- topic of conversation, maybe for a different day. But yeah, it's a interesting. Yeah, question. I would say like it's, it's definitely something we could talk way more about. And like the idea of breaking news, like that'd be a good topic for like the summer, just kind of talking about how these things work mm-hmm. and just how manipulated everything has become. Yeah. And like you're right, you're chasing your tail if you want to be the local guy who breaks the big national story. It's it's doable, and you know, all credit to mm. those who do it. And you certainly try, and I've tried, sure. and you try, and all that stuff. But like. Look, I mean, the information gets funneled certain places for a reason. Right. Okay. Like, these are not mastermind reporters. You no. know what I mean? And I'm not trying right. to discredit anybody, exactly. but like, they yeah. exactly. worked their way into that position. And right. Good for them, you know, but, you know, Let's there's be a reason clear. things happen yeah, in a right. certain way. So, um, I will say, like, it it is dependent on your job when you're a beat writer, you know, and you get a random commitment, you know, like, I remember visiting home. When, who was the recruit? I think it was Iggy. I was home in Philly for the first time in like a year at some point. And I think it was for my own birthday. Mm-hmm. And I was home and I was at my own party. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and Iggy some committed to Michigan. Right. And I went out to the car and I got my laptop and I went up to my nephew's bedroom and I sat there and I knocked There's out There's not story. been that's, a single place in my life. That's that the I, life. 
There's right. not been a, a funeral. Um, there's never mm-hmm. been a place that I've been in my life uh, that that I wasn't basically bothered or pulled out of. Or and and mm-hmm. I will say this: there were places in my life that I decided I'm not going to be pulled out. <laughs> I'm not going to be yeah. pulled out of. But in my twenties, no, all of them. Yeah, I, no, I and you were just you were just hardwired. Yeah. You were hardwired to the lifestyle, and yeah, yeah. and nowadays, yeah, at some point, nowadays I have people in my life that would say, you know, "Put your phone down," <laughs> right? Thankfully, yeah. but yes. back then I didn't. And you know, you got to think back then that was the beginning of put your phone down wasn't a thing when I was first starting as a beat writer. Sleeping with your phone by your pillow, which I used yeah. to do, was not, <laughs> and everyone does now, was yeah. not a thing back then mm-hmm. now it's a thing mm-hmm. i'm sad to say maybe we uh started some bad trends back then but yeah we, uh, and like hopefully so these young it, people can get it better as they go forward in the current job there's there are certain things that rise to the level of yes you're on call and yeah. when it happens you totally. gotta drop everything and you're on it right yeah, like january like, sucks i'm not the michigan <laughs> i'm not the michigan beat writer anymore right, yeah, right. i'm not the michigan state beat writer right. anymore but Same. when the game gets canceled yeah. four hours before it's supposed to tip off Okay, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to, you know, do things. I've, I've been around longer than Colton sure. and Austin. And it's like, all right, let's make this a team effort. Oh, I can yeah. Help. I'm not, not going to help. I have something yeah. to offer. Right. You know, when Juwan smacks a guy in the face on the court, okay, I'm probably going to have to contribute to to that. And there's like this time of year, too, is coaching changes. Yeah, that's Where the- like there, there can be moments of change that, okay, you got to drop everything and you're yeah. you're on it. You don't get to say, I'll, I'll hold off until the morning and uh, – Start start sniffing around on that thing. You know what I mean? Like, no, it does not. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. So, um, yes, yeah, so there's yeah, always a it is job. It is yeah. very much job dependent. There's uh, always a degree of that. There's always a degree of that, and I would say this: there's a to young writers out there. There's a balance that has to be struck, and you mm-hmm. have to take it serious, and you have to take that serious for yourself. But I would also say this. Um. This ain't a bank, and if you don't like the hours, you can go work at a bank <laughs> because, like, that's always yeah. what I tell people. You, there will always be part of that to a degree in this, yes, and and some of it's just part of how it goes, and you have to be okay with that. And I think a lot of people like that. I don't, but a lot of people do like the adrenaline and the mm-hmm. you know it, it keeps it different and that sort of thing, which is cool too. Um, I, I liked it once upon a time. I never did, but you know, I always saw it as a necessary thing to do other things that I liked, you know, sure. within the job. But I know, I know why some people did. You know, they adrenaline junkies and things like that. I got another one here that we got to get to before we roll yeah. out. Uh, Sean, which character did you did you enjoy more, Razor Ramon or NWO Scott Hall? Which, and if if you haven't uh, heard this week, of course, Scott Hall, the great Razor Ramon pro wrestler, passed away this week. Uh, not without some drama, though, in the classic Scott Hall fashion. Did you see this? <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page, who, I, if you're, Brendan maybe knows what I'm talking about, but all you wrestling fans out there, and I know there are many who listen to this show. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page, who, of course, runs DDP Yoga, um, who helped Scott Hall. God, it was probably about 10 years ago now. Scott Hall had big problems forever his whole life with alcohol, pills, all this. Helped Scott Hall yeah. get off uh, addiction and... And get his life back together about a decade ago and all that sort of thing. And and uh, I think Dallas wrote something on his um, Instagram that was like, you know, our friend is gone and all that. But he, <laughs> he did not put, he didn't kick out of death's finish. But did he, he did not put death over clean. Scott Hall had hip surgery. 
three heart attacks, and then I think it took two days before that dude died. Like, that was the final two whatever. And so, like, all those wrestling guys were like, he didn't, his whole thing forever was like, I can't wait to kick out of your finish. That was Scott Hall. I love your finish. I can't wait to kick out of it. He didn't kick out of death, but he did not put death over clean was the final word on Scott Hall. So my favorite character is Razor Ramon. He's one of my favorite wrestling characters ever. The Razor's Edge was my favorite uh, finisher as a kid. My brother and I both. Uh, Bret Hart and Razor Ramon were our favorite, and Owen. Um, but Bret, Owen, and Razor were our favorite wrestlers when we were kids, for sure. And I loved uh, I loved Scott Hall, NWO Scott Hall. He was one of my favorites all the way through. So, sad day, but, um, you know, cool to see everybody Everybody had a similar reaction, right? Like, he was a guy that people yeah. loved. So. The, I know uh, you remember Razor. You you like no, that. I, yeah. it, Razor was like the dude who I think I was like a little little kid when yeah. I would see wrestling 90s, and like he just 90s. started. I would be like, boo, yeah. boo, and as you get older, you're like Razor's kind of awesome. He's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good stuff there. That was tough to see. All right, either way, we got two more quick ones. Right. We'll hit. I got five minutes here. Okay, from. Uh, let's see. From Micah, what's each of your favorite thing to do on your days off? <laughs> Nick, please Thanks answer prior to kids. Uh, mine is definitely golf and travel, so that's pretty pretty straightforward and simple. Yeah, mine would mine would be to unplug completely and totally and just zone out, right. have a few beers, be outside, just like not be near anyone. Those are. Mm-hmm. That sounds exactly those are good days. very on brand. Those are good days. If I can get yeah. some of those still, I, I try, but yeah, they're harder now, for sure. Um, let's see. There was one prediction on Michigan's draft, guys. I oh, think. yeah, I see. Uh, 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 Josh said from what are your Josh, a longtime listener, I believe. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, predictions Dickinson, on Caleb yeah, Dickinson and Diabate. Um, I w- if I had a bet today, I'd say Diabate ninety five percent in in Houston to the draft eighty percent in Dickinson fifty fifty would be my okay. guesses. So in being Houston in the draft, Diabate yes. in the draft. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then Hunter would be fifty fifty. That makes sense. 150, like, you know, I just don't know what his viability is in terms of, like, you know, when he, when it boils down to it and he leaves and it's, okay, you're going to be maybe on a two-way next year or you can go back to Michigan and make all this NIL. A lot of money. Who knows how much NIL money he made this year. Well, Um, and I think that that's only growing, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. And, you know, like, it's U of M. He would be a, you know, preseason All-American. So... You know, what does he want to decide on? But, you know, and he again, did already I say, say that this is my – he said out loud, this is my last year. So he would have to then well. reverse course, which you're allowed to do, and Kofi yep. Coburn has done, and blah, blah, blah. But it's – These guys do it saying this is my last year. What are you I doing? Know, I know, I know. You're 21 years old. Stop it. Anyway, I'm not going to old man shake my fist. Last one before you get out of here from Mike. Uh, do you have something you're going to finish there before I cut you off? No, you're good. Oh. You're good. Brendan, and this is the perfect one as the tournament begins. Brendan, do you have any traditions you follow while covering games in the NCAA tournament? Do you have any um, uh, habits, we'll say, that you uh, adhere to during the tournament? You, if anybody no, I, does, I would think it would be you. It's only really. It's so. Is there so much romper room? I, I yeah. you know, my, like coverage wise, I only just try to find you know 
find the random place to talk to the random person to get the very random thing, whether it's, yes. you know, chase, chasing um, Kenny Goins' parents up an elevator after he made the shot over Zion <laughs> to, to, to talk to them. And, you know, that's when his dad was like, oh, yeah, I'm still paying off his loan from his yeah. freshman year. And I'm like... And that's why you do that. Thank Thanks, you very man. Much, See you later. <laughs> um, but the only like tradition would be the only thing I really can think of is the national anthem at the final four. Yeah. Every year that I every final four that I've been to is like, you know, sometimes when there's a final four going or when the national anthem's going on and you're working, like, okay, you might be looking at your laptop. You might be kind of just in your own head. You might be kind of doing this, doing that, and not really present in the moment. I am I make sure when that national anthem is played every year at the final four to, like, stop yeah, yeah. and look around because you're sitting courtside. Yep. And, you're, and, like, be very present in that moment of, like, holy shit. Right. You know, you do this for a living. You get to sit in this preposterous seat. You know, the coach is like eight feet away right there. from you. Yeah, the you watch on, as a You're kid. basically yeah. on the goddamn court. Right. You know, there are 75,000 people in the building and you get to do this for a living. Like, <laughs> be appreciative of how just preposterous yeah. that is. And like the little shit kid. Right, exactly. You know, who was like kicking around the St. Joe's Athletic Department. Now you get to do this like, you know. Allow yourself, allow yourself to enjoy that I, and, 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 and let the kid kind of come out in you. Yeah. The tournament always does that. Yep. Even for me, it did that at times. Not like that, but my I, I had a similar – it wasn't the same, and I didn't probably realize it at the time. It probably took me years later. But there was a thing that I would do everywhere we would go for these tournaments, and I don't know – I would catch myself. Like, I would wander around the building – because you're there all goddamn day, right? Like, sure. I would wander around yeah. the building during the games, too, and try to see, like, as many places as I could just, like, get into that I probably wasn't yeah. supposed to be in. Right, like, right, Because, you know, you see all these people that are at the damn, especially the Final Four. Like, all these. And that's the thing. For me, it was never the present moment was the days where we were just wandering around, where everyone was there, like, practice days. Those were the days that I always thought were, were super cool. To wander around and see yeah. how many people you could like be like, holy shit, that person is here. Holy shit, mm-hmm. that person is here. <laughs> I just walked into some meeting room that I wasn't supposed to be in that, you know, like, <laughs> and you could do it all day. Like those, that to me was like, I never got bored with that. The, the, I'd say that the tournament, it's not a tradition, but like I could be 80, I feel like, and probably have fun covering a tournament regional bracket. Right. You know, no site doubt. somewhere. It'd be cool. But it's anyway, best. yep, it's the best. Brandon's on his way, of course, for a month here of uh, tournament action. So, uh, my man, hope you're ready. Yes, sir. Hope Can't you're wait. well rested. I love it. Yep. I love it. I'm ready to go. We are excited to follow along. Uh, and uh, with that, I'll let you toss us out and head on out. Yeah, man. Everyone out there, enjoy uh, not only the NCAA tournament, but enjoy the, um, the fact that it's the NCAA tournament that we remember yeah think of and remember and uh yeah the places are going to be packed and rocking and been a long time coming let's put it that way so uh enjoy it and tip your bartenders and servers <laughs> <laughs>